When we got Verizon 5G home internet, it sounded like it could handle all our needs. But one thing it couldn't handle was our frustration. And hey, we deserve reliable internet. It's time for better internet. Fast, reliable internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts. Book three. You want to go to the festival all covered in dust and dirt? But we would only be ashamed of you. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Prince Kai Fan Pod. I am Ashley. And I'm Bethany. How are you doing today, Bethany? Um, good. We just got the keys to our new house and it's pretty and it's big and it smells like fresh paint, which I love. So Fresh paint. They painted the walls and for some reason, like moving into a new place and smelling the fresh paint makes me feel like clean fresh start type okay. thing so i like that a lot so That's how are sweet. you i'm good i walked the longest i've walked continuously today yes you walked with my husband i did today. walk with your husband <laughs> we talked about resiliency and air force stuff and it was nice it was good i don't know a little bit more about your husband it was nice he's nice, a nice cool walk. dude yep. he told you the horror story of my children right Yes, he did tell me about your children. That was, I think, how, what we first started talking about. <laughs> so last night, my dogs and I went outside to go to the bathroom while I was in my pajamas because it was right before bed, and there was an armadillo in the yard, and the dogs went crazy, and it's pitch black outside, and all I've got is a flashlight and my galoshes, and they chased it under the house, and I'm very dramatic, so I started screaming, which apparently, <laughs> when I scream, it sounds... Like, like you're being murdered. Like I'm being murdered. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Quentin used the words blood curdling. Ooh, that's so. <laughs> Beowulf, I like yelled at the dogs, and Beowulf decided that he didn't want to get in trouble, so he he cowered and came to me like a good boy. What a good boy! And Scamp wiggled out of his collar. Oh and no! Was, I didn't hear this. He just ran the. F- on and there was a police officer like down the road doing something with an accident who heard me scream and came down to the house because he thought the ser- the situation was more serious than it was. You thought you were being murdered. But we got really lucky. Scamp ran under the house to chase the armadillo and just barked at it. Just barked at the armadillo and then got too scared to climb out under the house when the armadillo ran away so he basically stopped chasing it. But I was so worried he was going to hurt himself, hurt yeah. the armadillo, bite the armadillo, and then get, like, leptocirrhosis or something. That's a $5 word. It's a very serious disease that wildlife yeah. animals carry to household animals. Okay. What does it do? It's very serious in the Midwest. It's kind of like an autoimmune okay. deficiency mm-hmm. causer, and I feel really bad because that's not a very good definition. But it's a bad disease and there's vaccines sure. for it. Oh. But creatures like armadillos carry it. Yeah. I um, just know of leprosy that armadillos carry. That armadillos carry. carry that too. It's not as common in the United States as it is in other countries. Okay. Because we did research on that the first time we saw an armadillo when we moved down here. Okay. Because I was like, don't they carry leprosy? And Quentin was like, no, that's just a myth. And then, you know, we we're it's 21st century we both were googling like crazy yeah we're already off on crazy tangents so what did you do this week other than go for a long walk with my husband (laughs) sounds really weird it was for work but what else did i do i played a lot of sims the sims Sims magic realm came out for sims 4 and i've been playing that i recreated john and i's nuclear families and lived our lives up to our adulthood and right now (laughs) um he's doing he has a full-time job, and I'm sitting at home practicing magic, getting my practical magic up, and he gets his mischief magic, because in the real life, if there was magic, that's exactly what we would play as. That's so fun. I've been really hyped about it. I'm, I'm Quentin's, looking. I think Quentin's life goal is me to have a job and him retire. That sounds nice, though. And then he can do all the cooking and cleaning and stuff. Yeah. And oh, yeah, he I talks can, about it all the time. Yeah, he's very <laughs> excited for when I'm done with school and he's done with the military, and then he can be a house husband. They're nice to have. John was a house husband for 
couple years while he was going to school the first time. I have a feeling if Quentin was a house husband, I would gain a lot of weight. Because (laughs) he would go in between, like, grilling out big burgers and stuff. And ordering pizza. Because he would do all the cooking, right? Yeah. So it would just be a lot of burgers and pizza. Or things that go in an Instapot. Which could well, be healthier. Could be, could be a chicken. Yeah. My mom's cooked a chicken in the yeah. house. But yeah. It's so, nice to have one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to dog any guy that wants to be a house husband. They're no, nice to have. I am a very pro. I'm a glucose guardian and I'm proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so last week's Fan Art Friday was posted. We finally got some art of Lavana, which I'm really excited about. I posted on Instagram and this person messaged me like within a couple of hours. It was fantastic. Artist Instagram handle. Sorry, you said fantastic, and it just really tickled me. Oh, because of fan art. I didn't even think of that. You're so clever. Thanks. That's all I do. I'm all I'm going to the giggles. So the artist's Instagram handle is at r.lavillant. So I really like both of the artworks that at r.lavillant submitted especially this second one she has on a lavana she has on a blue dress and it's very like periwinkle sky blue yeah almost like shimmery and in one hand she has her arms outstretched on both sides and on one side she has the earth and on the other side she has luna the moon and i really like the political representation especially because in these chapters we're talking about how she wants a marital alliance Mm -hmm. with Kai in these last few chapters we've talked about that a lot and how Kai is desperately trying to avoid it and in the second one I like the facial features because it's you can tell that there's a lot of makeup oh yes and obviously if contouring were a thing in this world that would be Lavana's bread and butter (laughs) So, I really appreciated that. What did you think of this week? I thought that the first one looked kind of chibi-ish, and I liked the almost cartoonizing of Lavana, and I I just really dig that, because you don't see that a lot. I don't see that a lot in illustrations. And I think this is one of the first ones where we see her kind of... It looks more sweet than anything else to me. I don't think she looks as evil as we portray her here. And I think that that's a good thing because in the books, they don't talk about her looking evil. They talk Mm. about how beautiful beautiful she is despite that she's evil. Like, her beauty hides her evil, but you know that's what she is underneath. And especially this one with the 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 periwinkle dress. dress. Yeah. I liked... It's very small, but I really like the amount of detail work that's in Luna itself. Mm -hmm. That's what I focus on. I just, that's what I dig about it. There are a lot of really tiny details in this that are really incredible. There's the strands of her hair that are detailed. The dress, you can see where it's swaying and how it moves when she walks. And And she is walking. And she is walking. If you look at the, the feet. Yes. It's really important, I think, that we get artwork like this that Mm -hmm. helps to represent and build this story even more. Mm -hmm. Because now we've gotten another main character. So far, we haven't had a Lavana fan art submission yet. So now we're getting another big character. And I would love it if we could get some other characters. Secondary characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sybil, Dr. Dr. Erland, Contorin. I would love to see Sybil. Yes. Just because she's, I don't know, she's so evil and stuff. And I, I have a picture in my head, but I can't describe what she looks like, I guess. So in my head, and this is bad because I love the character that I'm going <laughs> to say, but there's a television show called Friends. You may have heard of it. You may have mentioned it. <laughs> I picture... When I think of Sybil, I picture Gia, who is Joey's sister in one of the episodes. She was also on Full House. Oh, is it? So her name is Maria Sokolov. 
sure. Uh, Maria Sokoloff. And I just, for some reason, I always picture her because she's got like a, a serious face, but it can be innocent. Mm-hmm. It looks like she could portray both. But who do you picture? I I picture her looking very severe and like with very sharp angular jaw and distinct cheekbones, cheekbones and slanted eyes. Ooh, that's why? how I picture. Why? I don't know why. I just do. And mm-hmm. she's a very severe looking. Like she's very angular, just in general. The billowing of her uniform. I still see like she's kind of bony and. Angular. And that's what's so great about reading overall, just in mm-hmm. general, because that's similar to like how I always pictured Doctor Erland with a mustache. And I, but he's not. Did. He's yeah. not described as having one. But for some reason, I always had an image in my head. Of him having a mustache. I was picture with either a five o'clock stubble or just stubble in general. In general, because I feel like he's very frazzled as a doctor and he's always working. Yes, he's he's a busy man. He's a busy, busy, busy man. Boy. So that was our fan art for this week. A big thank you to at r dot l a v i l l a n t on Instagram for sharing that with us. Yes. And speaking of fan art. Don't forget about our fan art local contest submissions that are due by October 15th. And Bethany has some very important news about that. We got our third submission. Yee! So we have three now to we choose from. And when they're all posted after October 15th, October 15th is a Tuesday. I'll probably wait till the following Friday just so it mixes up with our whole fan art theme. And then I'm going to post... All of our submissions on our Instagram and give it several days and I'll let everyone vote on which submission they like best. I'm going to do that on our our Facebook, on our website, everywhere I can Mm -hmm. and really try to get a feel for what you guys like best because even amongst the hosts, you know, myself, Ashley and Becca, we're going to have different ones that we like. Yeah. So we really want to get other feedback because otherwise it's just going to be the three of us like flipping coins. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, I'm bad at yeah. that. I've, I've got bad luck, so let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Um, but in addition to more fan art this week, I got the opportunity to talk to a lovely, talented pianist who writes his own music. He does. And it was... Bethany showed me just a couple minutes ago, or let me listen to it. She didn't show it to me. I heard it. Um, it's Ooh, beautiful. I can play it. it. It's very... I think it's very, It's got a very lullaby-ish. Yeah. It's it very melodic. Like, it's sweet. It's that's, very sweet, yes. That's, that's my word for it. I really liked it. It's something that I could see myself falling asleep to. Yes. So I'm going to play a little bit of it for you guys here because I have permission from the artist to do so. You can follow this artist on Instagram at C-I-N-N-A-M-O-N underscore B-U-N-N-E-Y. And he actually has a link for his music in his bio. So you can take a look at that and see all of his different music that he's posted and everything he's written and we shared him on our instagram as well so you'll be able to take a look there but i am going to play you a couple minutes of his music right now You can follow that Instagram artist at cinnamon underscore B-U-N-N-E-Y and take a listen to all of his music. And a big thank you for letting us share it on our social media and our podcast. Yes. And continue doing great stuff. Like, continue making music. I know it's hard to get it to, to find the drive sometimes to go and make music, but I think you're really, really talented and you should continue. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And send us more if you ever make any more inspired by Marissa Meyer books, because we're going to cover all of them. We will. Yeah. And I'd we'll love to, I'd love to hear it. So that's all the housekeeping we have for today. And this is 
a big chapter. It is a big chapter. It's a heavy chapter. So everybody, grab your your wine or your tea or however you survive <laughs> and take a deep breath. Where did we leave off last week? We left off with Kai and Torin and Kai meeting the predator, Queen Lavana, for the first time. And how did that go? Not. Not well. Not, good. not well. <laughs> Great for Lavana, but not he was able Kai. to resist her just a little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a little go bit. Go Kai. You go, girl. You go, Glencoco. <laughs> and we started book three now, which you probably noticed at the beginning of the episode. Yes. So book three. We're halfway through the book. We are halfway. We're halfway through, the halfway book. through Cinder. Holy cow! What a chapter! What a chapter! <laughs> what a chapter! It's so we start off. Cinder's at her work desk, and she's um, the apartment has some heat issues going on. Yes. For several days now, so she's excited to be out of the apartment and at work. At work. And I I thought it was not funny, but that's the word I'm going to use. That it's down maintenance is down again. It's it, it must be a problem in this It feels this very area. relatable. Mm-hmm. Because power power stops. Yeah, I had I went out. Yeah. We lost power a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and my delightful husband, who is a grown ass man, was in a grouchy mood because he survives off of the internet. Yes, plays games and watches YouTube videos and anime, and he can't do that without electricity. Nope, no, you can't. Nope. I, I personally put on. It was hot. It was so hot. So I put on a t shirt and read a book. I was fine. We lost a while ago, a long, long time ago, when I was a wee baby airman. We lost power in the dorms, and I was lucky that I got stationed at home, so I just went to my mom's house. All my uniform stuff, and I was like, I'm just I'm just going to hitch a ride with you in the morning. Nice. you work in the same area that I do. So, yeah. I've, I mean, it happens to all of us. That is very relatable. So, I underlined two days before, so she's had some some rest because up to this point she really hasn't had like any days to just kind of breathe that is been so going. crazy because i've been so focused on how many hours and how many days it's been and i didn't even notice that yeah <laughs> so it we, nice. it's now been four days since the it's beginning of the book five four or five four or five I had two days to cope with the news of being a lunar too yes lunar immune all in All the jazz in danger. The, I also the prince, uh, Prince Kai, Prince Kai, <laughs> and I also underlined de- that Audie, uh, Audrey wanted her to go through and defrag the impart- apartments, the entire mainframe, update all the software that they didn't even use anymore. What the hell is the the point of updating all of this software if you don't even use it? Work, 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 Cinderella. That's what I wrote. I wrote oh, work, that's I, cute. I wrote work, 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 Cinderella. That's good. And I just work, work, work. Yep. Work, work, work. Busy work. 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 Busy work. That's all she's doing. And I think I've mentioned that somewhere else. But she's, yeah, she's being super busy. And then not only is she making Cinder do all this busy work, but she's also sitting there and, like, sulking around, making sure she's doing the work is what yeah. I got the feeling. And I also underlined, I underlined a lot in this, just this one paragraph, is almost kind of ashamed of what she'd done to Cinder. I wrote, is she ashamed, question mark? And then I wrote, doubtful, probably just pissed that she's alive and back. Yeah, alive and back. I don't think that she's ashamed of how she treated Cinder. I think she's just pissed that Cinder somehow managed to survive and show up on her doorstep like a cockroach that won't die. (laughs) Probably thinking... Why is this not real daughter of mine showing up when mine is? Oh yeah, doing. But I don't think she feels shame or guilt at that. I think she's just pissed at the world. Yeah, at cos the cosmic universe forces that took away the daughter she actually cared about and let her keep the cyborg orphan she hated to begin with. Yeah, (laughs) we we can't spend too long talking about her. I'm gonna feel bad for Audrey and I hate her. So, (laughs) so next. I underlined part of the next chapter or the next paragraph because she's spending so much time on this car, her pumpkin. 
Her pumpkin. Her pumpkin. She's, She's got to make it into a getaway carriage. Yes, she does. I love that. She's putting time and money, and time is money. So she's spending a lot of money and resources on replacing the entire exhaust, manufacturing parts for herself, and getting headaches. I think resources is a good word to use because that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, it's just... And while she's working so hard, her mind wanders and daydreams of the prince. And I wrote that I don't think she's giving Kai enough credit I don't think he'd be mortified if he learned that she was a cyborg. I think he'd be pissed if he learned she was a lunar. But I don't think he would be mortified to learn that she was... I really don't think that he cares that she's cyborg. We haven't gotten any impressions from him about his opinion on cyborgs one way or the other. We haven't. I mean, we just have that basis of, like, Chang Sasha in the market of how people... And Fatine. And Fatine, yes. Hating on 6% guy. Your favorite person in the entire book. Nope. (laughs) Nope. I think she's more projecting herself. I think so, too. I think that this, again, is like we talked about last week where she was saying, oh, he only picked me because I'm available and I'm not Mm -hmm. crazy stalker. And she's trying to downplay it in order to prevent her from getting more attached or more upset or more hopeful than she was. Yeah, and I also like how she she kind of scuba dies on this idea that he he might be mortified. He might not even care if she was a cyborg. I really... We haven't gotten the vibe from him that we got from people like Fatine and Ching mm-hmm. Sasha and even Audrey and Pearl. Yeah. So... I personally don't think so. I mean, think of how kind and polite he is just to the Medroids, to how worried he is about Nancy. Mm-hmm. His first interaction with Aiko, where he was so nice to her, and he's like, oh, she's got a programming error. And <laughs> I don't think that he has a... A prejudice. An, an artificial intelligence prejudice, yes. Yeah. I, I don't think, think he does at all. I agree with you there. I just, I think it's... I think it's her projecting her own emotions about herself I think onto, so too. onto and him. And those emotions have been projected onto her by people like Chang, Chang Sasha mm-hmm. and Fatine and her adopted family other than Peony and Aiko. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about, she she has this whole moment where she's talking, she's got, she's working on her, what is she working on? She's working on the net screen. She's yes, and she sees this broken net screen on the carpet, and she sees her reflection, and she has this thought to herself about how she's not afraid of her reflection. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. But she just had a conversation with Doctor Erlon, I guess two days ago for her. Yeah. But they had a whole conversation where he explained why they wouldn't like mirrors. And she has never once tried to manipulate her appearance, even so much as wearing makeup. So, obviously, her reflection isn't going to bother her because it's not some glamoured illusion of perfection and beauty. It's what she's always looked like. Yeah. She's a strong, independent woman who don't need no glamour to make her pretty. Right. But she's, (laughs) she's like, so frustrated. Or not frustrated, but... She just can't imagine people thinking of themselves like that, which is funny considering how she thinks about herself as a cyborg that's true she's been so and now a lunar and now a lunar and now yes. a lunar lunar and, and cyborg and a fugitive Ooh, i like i like that one i i triple underline that one because i dun, 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 dun. she oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what she thinks about herself she's giving herself a lot of labels Labels aren't bad, but I just feel like she gives herself a lot of negative labels. I don't know. I guess I don't mind labels. I don't think about it too often. I don't even know what I would label myself. Bookworm. Nerd. Book dragon. Book Yes, book dragon. Book dragon. Thank you. Yes. I breathe but like fire. A, but like a cute little baby dragon. Baby dragon. You still breathe fire. Like the one from Mulan where he, when he tries to... Like, blow fire, it's just this tiny little smoke that comes yeah. out. <laughs> I was actually thinking of Norbit, or... Oh. <laughs> was it Norberta? Oh. No. Did you ever watch Spyro? Or the, the game? Did you ever play the game I Spyro? Did, yeah, I have it. I love that game. It's of one course. of the few games that I can actually play, because a lot of 
games have yeah. like strobe effects. Mm-hmm. When the baby eggs hatch, there's one of them where it's like this his wings start flying, Aww. but he can't actually fly, so he keeps falling and he Aww. keeps trying to fly. That sucks me. That would be me if I was a dragon. I but would that, try to fly and I would just fall down a lot. That would be your <laughs> label that I would give you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. What do you label have? yourself? Airman. Airman? Mm-hmm. Not sergeant? I, or I'm, instructor? <clears throat> or professor? <clears throat> La professora. <clears throat> Big A Airman. <laughs> Big A Airman. <laughs> Big A Airman meaning. Are oh, you not a sergeant? I am a sergeant. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> maybe I just made a presumption and ranked nope. you or something. <laughs> I am a sergeant. I just, I see myself as airman, which seems a little bit bigger to me because we're, anybody that's in the Air Force is considered an airman. That's no true. your rank. So I say Big A Airman because it's all of us. Yeah. That's all. I see wingmen. Wingmen. So she labors herself a lunar, a cyborg, and a fugitive, and she starts to question she... I'm sure she's had these thoughts before, but from a writing technique, we need to go through this with her again. Mm -hmm. And she's wondering if Audrey ever knew, and immediately she's like, no, because Audrey is disgusted enough having a cyborg in the house, let alone a lunar, but she asks the question, had Audrey's husband known? That's that's a good one, too, because... Wait, what do we know about him? He's was he a doctor, right, or something like that? An inventor. An inventor. So, who left his family nothing? Left him nothing. So he's not a failed inventor, but not a successful one. I mean, they mentioned that he had a, a couple awards and plaques, so it's possible that uh, maybe yes. he was accredited in acclaimed within the scientific community, but had never sold any patents or mm-hmm. something. So yeah, it's it's difficult to make those assumptions but I mean, the question is does he know does he know and she doesn't really remember him well she, she doesn't couldn't. have any reason to yeah but i don't i don't know it's hard to say because we don't know anything about him yeah knowing how much audrey hates lunars and cyborgs it's interesting he even brought a cyborg home so yeah. if he did know there's well, no way in hell he was ever going to tell anyone let alone audrey i mean i think we talked about this about Spousal communication is not always the best. Spousal communication is not always the best. You gotta be willing to say anything. To your spouse, yeah, because you live with them. Yeah, they see the worst and the best. So I put a sad face next to the small paragraph that says, In many ways, nothing had. She was every bit as an outcast as ever. I put a sad face because it made me feel really sad. Because I felt that before. And it just made me sad. I felt that way, too. So I... I feel that way every time we go, we uh, get PCSed. Oh, yeah. Just in the meantime between moving and losing all of the friends and foundations that you had Mm -hmm. and trying to build new relationships and make new friends, which is super hard when you're an adult. (laughs) And it is hard when you're you're not given as many opportunities when you're an adult. Or as a teenager. Or as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately reverted Every time I, uh, every time we move, I, I go through like a, a depression spell mm-hmm. for the first few months. While you get back on your feet. Yeah. 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 While we get resettled. Yep. See, I felt that it's funny that you mentioned the PCS because that's one of the biggest times that I felt like an outcast was when we moved from Washington State to Illinois because I felt like an outcast the first day I went to school. Yeah. So I, I definitely felt that. And it made me but obviously not because we're lunars and cyborgs and fugitives. So no, but maybe we don't have as much on our plate. <laughs> I don't know. You have a lot on your plate. <laughs> don't I, sell yourself short. I put it all there, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I also wanted to mention that she finally remembers Prince Kai's android. Nancy. Nancy. And... She mentions that it is probably the cleanest thing. Well, okay, we just realized we talked about days, right? Yeah. 24 hours after they met, he was like, dude, have you worked on my Android yet? Yeah. And then the next time he saw her, he was like, seriously, the Android's super important. I mean, I mean, um, I really need her comfort and familiarity but now it's been like four or five days so kai must be freaking out so the way you said that i really wanted to like reply with whoa whoa whoa, kai she's not an escort droid (laughs) (laughs) well she's not an escort droid i just i just i thought it was 
Yeah. The way you said it just reminded me. So of then that. I wanted to point this out because Channery's Little Devil on Instagram and I had a whole conversation. She turns on music. She does turn on music. And we talked about what kind of music we think she listens to, and we landed on techno alternative. Like the, like the Gorillas or 21 Pilots or something. Yeah. You know? I pictured um, lo-fi chill hops to study to and sleep. Sleep to study to. <laughs> okay. I could see that, too. So I, I, I do the... I like to sleep to audiobooks sometimes, so I get that. I put that on for my students because music is beneficial to learning. Also peppermint. And peppermint, yes. Yeah, which I know you're not allowed to have, but no. studies have shown that sucking on peppermint candies or drinking peppermint-flavored tea, tea can actually stimulate cognitive function and focus. It can, and that's what John does, my husband. Yeah. He does that. I love I love iced peppermint tea in the summer. I think it's so refreshing. I used to like peppermint. Before you died. Before I start sw- started swelling up through my throat, yes. <laughs> yeah, I... I like your guys' idea of what she listens to, and I wanted to know if it's just her that can hear it, or if somebody else can hear it outside of her. I didn't even think of that. Because I read that, I was like, is it like earbuds? Because sometimes, like, if you have earbuds a certain position and a certain type of ear, it actually magnifies the sound. I know this because I let my students listen to their own music if they want to, and I, from the end, from my podium to, like, the other corner of the room, I could hear their music. And it wasn't loud. They took it out of their their ears to look at me, and I couldn't hear it when it was just playing in the It was just buds. the way it had funneled out, out of the ear. Okay. I don't know because I assume – I was thinking there might have been, like, a speaker or something. Because it says her audio interface. And I, I figured that was her brain. Yeah, I just thought, I mean... Because her audio interface has made noises before, and we haven't mm-hmm. gotten an explanation to it. Yeah. I think it's just in her head. No one else has heard her audio interface before. It went off before when she was around was surrounded by other people and no one noticed, so... Yeah. I, I just... It's just in her head, which is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. It's like having your own iPod in your head. And earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I yeah. just thought maybe... I just don't think that Cinder's in there rocking it out to Tay Swift is all. <laughs> no, she's not listening to Tay Swift. She's not listening to Tay Swift, so... Yeah. I... I under, I like that part. She starts fixing the android, and she's wondering what information could this android have? Yes, what type of information? Because Kai, in the first interaction, he lied about what she had. Yeah. He did. Cause, cause, because she, as the reader, we already know what information she has, mm-hmm. but she has state secrets, so he can't just be like, hey, I really need this information, because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He, well, so he, he had to play the card of like, oh, I really need the comfort of my childhood tutor in this tough time. Yep. And in the last chapter, he really wasn't that vague about it. He like he wasn't. He tried really hard to make it clear that it was important yes. that he get that android back. And they say it several times that she's very important. She's got information. And Cinder herself has a feeling, an uneasy feeling, that it has something to do with Lunars. Somewhere somewhere in her brain. Well, that's what she says. She says war strategies, classified communications, evidence for blackmail. I, <clears throat> I accidentally skipped over that. When I was reading it, because I don't remember reading that part. But that was the part Blackmail. that stuck out to me mm-hmm. was because she's got such an outside perspective. We, as the reader, mm-hmm. were already given the information that it's about Celine, so we don't get to have that "ooh, I wonder what information it is" moment. But her first thought is, "Oh, if it's about lunars, it must be war strategies." Or communications that are classified, or documents that are classified, yeah. or evidence to try to blackmail the Lunars, because she knows he doesn't want to marry her. Yes, he's given off a lot of those vibes that he doesn't want to. And she <clears throat> doesn't want him to either. I really like that, despite any information that might be on Nancy, Nancy. I think it's Nancy in the audiobooks, so that's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Regardless of what is on her, Kai trusts Cinder to 
to grab that information, to do the data recovery needed to grab it. And all of that is based off of he heard good things about her. There were some good Yelp reviews. Oh, my God. (laughs) On Cinder the Mechanic. Lynn Cinder Mechanic. And we get this description of what Nancy looks like, and she kind of sounds like a newer, updated model of Ico. Yes. And she's... And speaking of Ico... Speaking of Ico, here's one of our favorites. I... Rolling in. Becca must be so happy. I wrote, um, what did I write? I wrote, Aiko is so gorge. Becca must be so happy to see her tears. Yeah, when I read this chapter, I thought of Becca. She comes in and she goes, all dressed up with nowhere to go. All sad. But I I had to laugh at what we get described. Uh, Cinder, obviously, is in her oil-stained cargo pants. Yeah. She's like... (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Sarcastic. Insert sarcastic remark here. And Aiko is over here with Audrey's pearls, and she's got cherry lipstick <laughs> smeared on beneath her sensor, like a horrible imitation of a lip. I'm just picturing. Um, have you? S- I was imagining going to the ball and dancing with the prince. Aw. So, I picture... I, you know what? Becca couldn't be here this week again, and she didn't get a chance to submit a quote. I'm going to guess that she would probably have picked that one. Yeah. I was imagining going to the ball and dancing with the prince. That sounds Aww, like something that would make yeah, Becca smile. That would. I just pictured Aiko, like, a little kid who got into her mommy's makeup. Aww. And was dressing up. And, and she, her pearls. Yep. Picturing like blue <laughs> eyeshadow on smeared all over. I know it doesn't say it, but that's what I pictured yeah, in my head. Yeah, I love the imagery of it. And actually, if you go and look at our Instagram, we oh. shared a fan art yeah. that had this picture in it on July 21st from at Mariana Doodles 97. And we posted that July 21st on our Instagram, our Facebook, everywhere. And I really encourage you to go take a look at the picture because I think it does a great job of representing this this entire scene, but especially Aiko and her her excitedness and her yeah. giddiness. And she wants to go dance with the prince. And Who doesn't? Cinder says she does. Yeah, she does. Funny, so like, funny, I found myself imagining the same exact thing. Hair flip. Ah, oh, I love Iko. Iko's like uh, throwing shade. She's like, I knew you liked him. You pretend <laughs> to be immune to his charms, but I could see the way you. But I could see the way you looked at him in the market. Iko rubbed at the lipstick, smearing it across her blank oh white chin. Oh, and then Cinder says she has. Everybody has their weaknesses, and Iko goes. Minus shoes. Minus two. I have so many shoes, but no. they're not like heels or anything. It's all flat shoes that are comfy, and I can just slip on and leave the house. Mine is unicorns and books. You're just definitely books. I think that's it, actually. Is that it? As far as like weaknesses that I would go out of my way for. Ooh, see, mine would be shoes, like I said, and probably any type of chocolate. Oh, I love me some chocolate. Ice cream definitely is a weakness. Ugh. I will literally go to the store at like 10.45 at night. If I want ice cream and we're out, I'm going to Walmart. That's funny. So definitely ice cream and books are my mine. Yep. And Aiko is just so cute, even she though is. she's not human. But she, this is one of those moments you forget that she's a, an android because she loves the prints and shoes and shopping and pearls and lipstick. And being pretty. And being pretty, don't we all want to be pretty? We all are pretty inside and outside. Sorry. But we, I I don't like that Cinder hasn't told Aiko that she's lunar. We get all this lovey-dovey stuff about Aiko, but Cinder still doesn't feel confident enough to actually tell her, Hey, by the way, you know how I'm a, I'm a cyborg? Yeah, I'm also a lunar. Well, she talks about it. she doesn't want to say it out loud. And but she also says if anybody would understand what it's like to be unwanted and different. Which is another side moment. It is sad. I almost cried. It is sad. I I didn't cry. Okay. But I do understand where she's coming from because mm-hmm. there are definitely times when something happens and you want to talk to someone. Obviously, I've never found out I was a 
a mutant savage race from the moon. But <laughs> <laughs> but there are definitely times in our lives where something happens that we're ashamed of that we don't want to talk about it. We want to yeah. talk about it, but saying it out loud and having to actually talk about it is another story. Definitely. And that's what that's what Cinder's going through right now. She wants to have someone to talk about it, to relate to, to comfort her. But in order to do that, she actually has to open her mouth and say the words that just won't come. With all of her labels, I think she's afraid to, like, speak it into existence that it's really a thing that's happening to her. Yeah, and I don't think Aiko would mind, but she definitely have like, a really dramatic oh my reaction. God, yes, because <laughs> yes, she's, she's Aiko. She'd spin around. I think Aiko is my spirit animal. She likes things that are, I, like, happy and glittery. And Aiko always reminds me of you, 100%. Yeah. And yes. she's, like, energetic and positive. She's so positive. And so dramatic. I'm so dramatic You sometimes. are so dramatic. You scream bloody murder and I don't care. get the cops <laughs> to come over to your house. But why is she wearing all of this stuff when she should be wearing working because she feels useless because she was supposed to be doing something for audrey she was but supposed audrey to be- was in the bath crying yes and there's i mean there's Marissa nothing meyer please don't make me feel bad for audrey right now she's a bitch i'm but- still upset about all the stuff she did to cinder i don't want to feel bad for her if you lose a child or a pet, I mean, pets are children, too. Like, you feel that way. Yeah, I was devastated when we lost our first pet, which happened within a week of adopting her. Yeah, it just, I mean, there's nothing but time that could ever help to heal. It doesn't really. There are times if Quentin talks about Addie too much, I, I cry. Yeah. I get upset and I cry. She just feels, she feels useless. useless. And so here's the thing. It talks about how she feels useless because it's the worst emotion androids knew. So what other emotions do like normal androids what what other emotions are normal androids capable of? I mean yeah. androids that aren't having like Ico's programming. Well, so what we've seen so far is just other than Ico is Medroids, right? Yeah. And they have duty. But is that an emotion? Okay, so my viewpoint for duty might be a little swayed because you're asking a military member and my duty is my emotion to it. Why I joined the Air Force was my duty to my nation. That's okay. an emotion for me. So you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> well, that's not why my husband joined the military. So he doesn't yeah. have that same sense of duty. Yeah. He wouldn't consider duty an emotion in that way. Yeah. I just, I mean, that's, that's my emotional drama. Yeah, but I guess there could be... Having feeling a sense of honor in what you do, yeah, that honor could be a do. Emotion. Yeah, okay. I I was thinking more of a. You were thinking more probably like. I was thinking. Happiness? No, 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 no. I was okay, just okay. thinking. Yeah. I was thinking a more developed emotion, something that was easy to identify because we just had to we had to talk to see if we agreed that duty was an emotion. But for example, we wouldn't have to have a conversation about sadness or Mm -hmm. anger or Mm -hmm. frustration. Those are obviously emotional characteristics. So that's why I was wondering like what other emotions are these androids capable of because Aiko has a programming error that allows her to have these emotions. So my plumbob just popped open the little symbol that you see on top of sims okay and if you look at their characteristics like in sims 4 they have certain emotions that they have like one's confident one's happy one's furious maybe it's something else um anger things like that i wonder i mean maybe they're confident in what they're doing like those medroids that we've seen especially the ones at the quarantine when cinder was trying to leave were confident that she was she had the virus. That's true. And still poked That's her and to verify that she doesn't have it. I'm just wondering what range of motions they are programmed to be capable of and which yeah. ones they That's a good thing to think about. Yeah. And we'll have to pay attention to it. For sure. Especially since we get to interact with another one later on in this chapter. Yeah. And, and then Igo is like I wrote what did I write? What did I write? Aiko is funny and charming and the biggest perv. I love this line. How pervy she is. Because, <laughs> so I, I, put, I put a little smiley face with hearts on it. Because, um, you know, honestly, Aiko, I would probably ask the same thing. <laughs> Do you think she's seen him nude? 
And I'm like, yes, um, I hope so. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) But Cinder's like, oh, for heaven's sake. Cinder's like, I I imagine if she could blush, she would be blushing in this moment. What does shame miss then? She's sneering to herself and looking at the... She... (laughs) So first she tells Aiko to knock it off, basically. Yeah. And because she's got work to do. She does have work. She needs. And I she, didn't even think about this. She still has her music playing. She still has her music playing. Oh my god. So she still has her music playing. She's trying to get some work done, and Aiko's like, "Look at my dress. Let's talk about the prince naked." <laughs> like, you guys don't get to see Bethany being dramatic, but. <laughs> It's only this for a visual podcast. It would just be me playing with my hair and acting out scenes from the book for just Ashley. Yes, just me. But it's the best show in the entire world. I wouldn't wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So then we get to the point where she's actually looking at the android. Yes, she looks at all of its different bits. And And we find out they do have personality chips. They do, but we still don't know your question about if they have that full range of emotions. No, we just know that they do have a personality chip. They do. Which has probably developed into something quite complicated after 20 years of service. Yes. I would imagine so. Yeah, because she would know pretty much everything about Kai. Yeah, she would have. It was. He's only 17. Mm-hmm. 17 and a half. Oh, you got to give him that. According to Pearl. So, yeah, I mean, she would know plenty. He's not even an adult. He's not Sorry, even an just, adult. Well, depending oh. on this society. Okay, in Harry Potter, he's an adult. In our society right now, he wouldn't be an adult, and we don't know about it. I don't society. know in this society. I mean, in the, yeah, he's in about the, to be emperor, so as soon as, he beca- as soon as he becomes emperor, whether he's 17 or not, he's kind of an adult. Yeah. So I just, I just thought about that. The other thing that she talks about not wanting to wipe the programming because... It could erase all the information Mm -hmm. that Kai was trying to get. And And then she freaks me out. She talks about plugging in. And I was, I, (laughs) whoa, she can plug into an Android and just like take a look around. So I didn't get a woe factor. So that stood out to me because while it's really cool that she can plug in and just take a look around, it is kind of an invasion of privacy. Yes. And I agree. I agree 100 percent with that. Yeah, I I love a little bit later that these androids have been future proofed. I love when <laughs> things are future proofed because I work in a career field, and your husband works in it too. That it's constantly evolving and changing. Every year we get new technology, and everybody actually deals with it. When you think about it, your phone. You just got a new phone. A I did months ago. We constantly have to upgrade. And I love the fact that. There are 20 plugs in all in this Android, but only 13 of them were used. And it left plenty of room for add-ons and future proofing. Well, what was interesting to me was that there was 20, but only 13 of them were being used. And she's 20 years old. Um, technology changes like that. Yes. I oh update my, my phone has to get updated like every couple of months. Mm-hmm. How has she not needed more? Well, maybe she just needed a software update instead of a hardware update. Well, that's fair. That's a good point. So, um, part of my job is, most of my job is actually dealing with servers. And I've seen servers that have been around since um, I was born, which is the 90s, (laughs) and since the early 2000s. the Air Force, it's very common to see things that were made in the early 2000s and we're still using it. Now, are they on their last legs? Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they, they are. are. And <laughs> so I just, I really like that it was future-proof because I work in that that type of field. <laughs> it's just, And it's really good that it's future-proof because she's very important and she's been around Kai's entire life. It's, and I wrote the, I wrote privacy. I was wondering if she hadn't had a lot of updates because of privacy. Yeah. But they find this weird chip in her. It's the 13th chip. It is. And it gleamed like polished silver. It's shiny. And it doesn't quite fit the way that it's supposed to. So you've seen the inside of a computer, right? Yeah. 
You know, like the ram chips and things like that? Yes. How they, That's what I was picturing, too. Like a green chip. But I was picturing it a little bit bigger mm-hmm. because it mentions in here that it didn't quite fit in the right spot. Yeah. But just to talk about what you just talked about. Um, it says, surely the palace had access. But surely after 20 years, the android would have received at least one add-on. Which is what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, so you it's still think- weird that she only has 12, and then she has this weird 13th one that doesn't really fit. Doesn't fit, unless they did a one-for-one swap on one of them. That's fair. Which can happen, but you, you're... You would know you more are. than I would. <laughs> yes, I don't know but- a lot about computers and stuff. It is weird. You're not wrong. It's it's definitely strange and bizarre because even now, um, I got a laptop. It was used, and my stepdad and I went through and we updated the RAM. It was less than five years old. We updated the RAM because we, I needed something more speed. Um, so it is very strange unless they do a one-for-one swap as well as this particular chip. One of these kids is not like the other. Yeah, it gleamed like polished silver. She had never seen something quite like it. Uh, what else? Pearlescent, shimmering. It slid like grease from its plug. So she didn't even... She had pliers, but it popped out immediately. Instead of having something that kind of locks it in. Yeah, yeah. And it even... Um she what's what I wrote like a little haha was that she saw the letters DCOM engraved on the other side, and oh I immediately God. was like, "What does DCOM mean?" But they they say that it means direct communication link. A direct communications link, and I put whoa face, whoa face. <laughs> well, well, whoa. this is so crazy that it's it's completely obsolete. What does it say? Completely obsolete, and it. She looks through. And says, Iko says that it hasn't been used since. Oh, I did the math. You did? Okay. Cause yeah, I did the math because I saw that too. I, <laughs> you guys are getting an insight. This is everything I wrote. I wrote since 89 TE, what's the current year? 125 TE and Kai is 17. So in 36 years, that's forever in the tech world. It is forever in the tech world. If you look back 36 years ago from today, my husband and I weren't even alive. Me neither. Neither was my sister, who's older than me. Mm, I have... I have a friend who was two. And... I mean... I mean, Becca was barely alive. 36 years ago is a long time. When you look at the technology of things that change. I mean, the and Challenger we, hadn't even fallen out of the sky yet, right? Berlin Wall was still up. I might be wrong about all of this, but 36 years ago in our world was 1983. Okay. Yeah. Oh. A lot of things have changed since then, and you can only imagine for this advanced society how much has changed in the year. Well, look how much (laughs) has changed in the last couple of days. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy, and for the first time ever, if you think about that, the lunars are coming down to Earth. Yes. But before we skip it. Yes, go ahead. She supposed paranoid types who required absolute privacy would find direct comms appealing. Privacy. Uh, private paranoids like Kai and all of his conspiracy theories. Oh, shit. What up? Or just people who want that privacy. I guess this community, this civilization is not used to privacy anymore like that no so yeah it would be very bizarre for somebody to want that level of privacy i do like aiko's response cinder is basically talking to herself but aiko's there too yeah and she holds up the chip toward aiko and she says can you run a material scan and see what it's made out of and i wrote aiko is so aiko is so dramatic i love it and she's like absolutely not having a mental breakdown is not on my list of things to do today I I love her. I love that. And she's still talking to herself. The cinder is. Yes. She's still like, hmm, I wonder what could have caused a malfunction. And then this is what kills me a little bit inside. Is she just plugs this thing into it. Like, I get kind of creepy vibes. I'm like, girl, you don't know what the hell this is. Why are you just plugging it in? <laughs> That's just my thought. Because I underlined um a little bit farther down after she plugs it in, a spiral in the corner announced that it was reading the new chip. So and what's it say? 
It says initiating direct link with unknown user. Please wait. Initiating direct link with unknown user. Please wait. And it continues on for one more. And she just waits for it. But nobody's home. Nobody's home. She knocked, but nobody's home. And Audrey starts calming Aiko, and she has to leave. And I love where Aiko, like, kisses. Oh. I'm, I'm putting this in quotations, but... Um, I just love where Aiko, like, leaves a kiss on Cinder's forehead, and then she's, she's like, I believe in you, you can do, I don't doubt it, she's, she's you can do anything you she's put She's so, it. she's so sweet and so supportive, and I wonder if she, in this moment, is meant to be the fairy godmother, where she's just there, like, spreading oh. glitter everywhere. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but the smudge of lipstick, really, I was like, yeah, that's just, so sweet. it's so sweet. I I underline everything that's nice about Cinder and everything that's she bad. She needs I it. Yeah, she needs it. But here we go. I'm gonna read go. you guys. Go ahead. You get it. We get Nancy turned on. Non. I wrote Nancy awakens. And I like that. Yeah. Nancy awakens. Expected that a man by the name of Logan Tanner, a lunar doctor who worked under the reign of Queen Chanery, first brought Celine. First brought Princess Celine to Earth approximately four months after her alleged death. Unfortunately, Tanner was admitted into Su Ming Psychiatric Hospital on 8 May 125 TE and committed bioelectric induced suicide on 17 January 126 TE. Those sources indicate that Princess Celine had been given to another keeper years before Tanner's death. I have thus far not been able to confirm the identity of that keeper. One suspect is an ex-military pilot from the European Federation, Wing Commander Michelle Benoit, who... Stop! <laughs> and I have so many things that I wrote. <laughs> well, I... first I wrote... First I wrote... First I wrote, WTF, Cinder, don't tell her to stop when I'm interested in this information. Right. As the, <laughs> as the reader, you're like... As the reader, I'm like, why are you saying stop? I want to know so many things. Privacy. <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. I wrote out that go Cinder, it was about loners. Yeah, good for you, Cinder. You got it. Dang, girl. I have so many things to say. Okay, so Celine was brought to Earth approximately four months after her alleged death. Where was she for four months? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Where like, is who she? was housing her? What was happening to her? We know that she supposedly burned. Was she getting cleaned up before she was brought to earth also princess yeah. selene is supposedly on earth somewhere just walking around being a princess being the real heir to the throne and yeah. then i wrote so many things <laughs> That's all I so yeah. who the f is logan tanner and why did he kill himself also they can use their gift to kill themselves weird how does that work i also underlined that for yes. that same reason i was like <laughs> wow huh and then i wrote was the asylum was this institution like a bad asylum because he was only he wasn't even there a year before he killed himself. Ooh, it could have been a setup. Ooh, I didn't think of that. Could have been a setup. I mean, we hear about it in the news and stuff about people killing themselves and it looking like they didn't. No, oh, you can see it throughout history everywhere. Yes, I just Marilyn Monroe is probably the biggest conspiracy theory. So then, <laughs> the other thing I wrote was there's a country called the European Federation. Yeah. So did all of Earth get, like, divvied up into these ridiculously huge empires? Like, just huge empires. It's huge. It's huge. It's a huge nation. Yeah, it could have. Definitely. And then, I wrote, and then I wrote, who the F is Michelle Benoit? Yeah. Who? So well, that was, she's a, I know who I she wrote is. She's more. a wing commander. She's a wing <laughs> commander. Good for you. So in, she in the, the European Federation. I don't know. Air Force best worst. <laughs> but it's European Federation, so it they're is. called the Royal Air Force in the UK. What are they called now? Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we don't, don't know. know. All we know, she's... And uh, we find out that she has been out of function for almost two weeks. Okay, well, now I'm a little bit more on Kai's side about why he's been freaking out. Yeah. Because two weeks is a long time when you know that she's been housing this information. And, I mean, he had his people looking into this. So, I mean, it makes sense that it's been that long. Yeah. Because by the time he took it to Cinder, it had been over a week at that point. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he's going to be freaking out. He is and... Good. Cinder starts to wonder, this is so cute. Cinder straddled her seat, draping her arms over the back. Welcome to New Beijing's mechanic suite. 
<laughs> Prince Kai hired me to fix you. I like that. I like that she just is like, he hired me. Well, he did hire her. Mm-hmm. And and her and Nancy have this weird interaction where Nancy doesn't seem like an android either. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's like, what happened? Why, you know, did I crash? And Cinder says, no, someone put a comm chip in you. And Nancy's like, I come pre-installed with vid and text communication capabilities. Like, she doesn't need that. Yeah. So they just have this whole conversation. And Cinder is like, why? Why do you have this comm chip? And the android is, it? it's an android. It has limitations. Yeah. I was unaware of any direct communication chip in my programming. She just doesn't know. Which actually is kind of weird. It must have been, like, encrypted or something hidden. Um, cloaked. I mean, yes. Cloaked. Yeah. It was, it's very weird that you, she doesn't even know that she had it installed. No, she doesn't. Very invasive again. And who installed it? Because obviously it wasn't Kai. Who indeed installed it? Well, Nancy doesn't even know it was installed. So Mm -hmm. somehow they disabled her enough to not notice it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like how it's a very human interaction. It is. It's a very human interaction. And, and in multiple cases, in multiple instances throughout this chapter, when Cinder is talking about Nancy, she refers to her as using the pronoun she. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say it. She doesn't say the android. She doesn't say Kai's android. She says she. So yeah. it's very, this is a very sentient being. It is. And I really like that. Even though Cinder thinks less of herself, there's a quote from Harry Potter. John just got to it. It's one of his favorite quotes that Sirius Black says to Hermione about if you want to know the measure of a man. How he treats his, his lessers, not his equals. Yes. Yeah. And I think that really speaks. I love that quote. It speaks for Cinder, how she acts. And I just, I, I and not just with Nancy and Aiko, but with everyone, everyone, because she she's is. tolerant of the way that Pearl and Audrey treat her mm-hmm. because she has to be, but also just because she is, she is. And she look is how good, kind she was to Chang Sasha. And she, she's a good person. She is ultimately. a good person. Cinder and Nancy have one last interaction before the end of the chapter where she says, you need to update yourself on the newsfeed. Yep, because a lot of ish has been happening. Yep, I wrote a lot of shit has gone down. Because <laughs> yep. it has. A lot has happened. and In the last, even in just since we started reading the book, which was four, <laughs> four or five days, days ago, yeah. she's been out for almost two weeks. Which yes. means she doesn't even know that the Emperor was sick, let alone oh, yeah, had I passed away. That. Yeah. Because it had just been announced. It had. Like, just been announced when the book started. It did. It, it really be like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. It's very dramatic. I. So what was your quote for this my week? My quote is, going back to my tradition, the last line, in the meantime, you should download the news broadcast from the last few days. A lot's happened since you've been out. And it has. It has. A lot. Ish has hit the fan. So mine was from Iko. Aw, Iko. You'll find out what's wrong with His Highness's android. I don't doubt it. She's so positive. I just... Cinder needs this happy, supportive, positive force in her life that is Iko. I think I called her Sunshine in a couple I like episodes ago. And she godmother. is. She's Yeah, she's the fairy godmother. She's the she Sunshine. Is. Metallic ball of Sunshine is what I called her, I think. And that's what she is. Cinder needs someone to believe in her. It's nice to have support. It is. You need a support system in anything that you do. Yeah, you do. So how are you feeling after these chapters? This chapter specifically, I think it was a breath of fresh air. Because everything that could go wrong has gone wrong in the last couple chapters. And this one we get some... We get get so many questions answered and so many more questions to ask. Yes. And we get Aiko back. And we get (laughs) Aiko back. And she's playing dress up and being cute and supportive, and it's great. So this week, this chapter has five Easter eggs. Holy Which is insane. But there's a lot that happens in this chapter. 
And next episode, we're going to do chapter 22 and 23. They're both relatively short chapters, and the plots combine really well, so that's what we're going to do there. Skip that and go to four. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and to check out our webpage. And send us your submissions for Fan Art Friday and the logo contest, which ends October 15th. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would love to help us out, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you comment on SoundCloud or CastBox, we will read those reviews as well. And you can always review us on Facebook or by shoutout on Instagram, and we will read these as well. Yes. And if you send us any questions, comments, or concerns, we'll answer them on the next episode. Just remember, no spoilers. If you think that something is an Easter egg and you think I missed it, you can direct message the Prince Kai Fan Pod Instagram. Actually, you can direct message any of the um, <laughs> any of our social medias. I handle all of the communication. So if you want to message us because of an in, an Easter egg, go ahead and I'll respond to you. I did have someone a few episodes back who pointed one out that I missed. So this chapter is really big, and I only counted five. So if anybody notices one that I missed, please let me know because yeah. I could you be help wrong. Us out. Yeah, and we appreciate it. Yeah. And in the meantime. Read chapters 22 and 23, and see you next week. See you next week. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Ashley Leonard. Thank you for listening.